Yep, no dirty balls in the field. <laughs> yeah, nope. Hooray! That's a good life lesson. That's a good... Uh, yes. That's mantra. Yes. yes. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, geeks and geeks, one and all, <laughs> welcome to the to the Thread Raiders podcast. The, the Thread Raiders podcast. We we started as a small uprising on Twitter. It, it has turned into a movement. The movement is near my desk. <laughs> to spill goodwill among all the creators. Oh my god. With, with the occasional side quest for old dogs and itty bitty piglets. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Fanwald Griswick. And I believe I'm chaotic energy. I am the TK, the kilted sea lord. I think you have my stapler. Yay! And if you have no idea what we're talking about, well, that's that. <laughs> then you should not be listening to us. You are too young. <laughs> and today we have a guest. Yay! Everyone say hello to Riki. Riki me. Hello. Hi. I'm Hi. a little concerned that we have a TK and a Rike. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there might be some confusion, but I'll try to enunciate to make sure that that's not a problem. Well, you could call TK the Sea Lord. I think that should be <laughs> <laughs> And if you call me the Ricky, 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 Ricky. Yes. <laughs> the real name. Yeah. <laughs> Either one of those He's words. just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's writing it down. It was really. <laughs> Ricky, 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 Ricky. Ricky is here to uh, do a little bit of an interview with us and hang out for our other segments. Uh, we're going to have some community update. Uh, a talk about gaming. Yay! <laughs> uh, so then after that, we're going to do tea time, our regular segment, and then finally wrap it up with what's in the box. What's in the box? What's, what's in the, the box? box? Yeah! But first up, Riggy, 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 Riggy. Yes! You did it! <laughs> good job. Yes. Doesn't it feel good? It feels it good. Does. It does. It was cathartic. <laughs> I, I felt like I was yeah. releasing some tension from the week. <laughs> Riggy, on January the 31st, our good friend Terminally Nerdy uh, tweeted the following. I like 4th edition hashtag D&D. <laughs> and then you retweeted that. And my question for you is, why don't you like fun? <laughs> to be fair, I asked Damn. Clay the same question. I love fun. And I just recently started with D&D. And I started on 4E. And you never forget your first. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Even if it's a bad experience. Yes, but it's been a wonderful experience. I even have my own like table mat and we have our own silly little minis and it's just it's been fabulous with 4E. And 5E switching to it has been really difficult and I don't know why. <laughs> well, you're used to 4E, that's probably why. Yeah, I play 3 campaigns in 4E and one campaign or now two campaigns in 5 and so it's just like, you know, I'm just used to the fourth. Do you find that the fourth, like, I feel like I've heard that the fourth is more complicated than the fifth. I feel the exact opposite. 
fascinating. Uh, the, the way 4th edition was, I played it briefly before I jump back to 3.5. 4th edition expanded a lot of what 3.5 was missing, but it took out a lot that 3.5 brought in. 5th edition is... And I love 5th edition only because... I break it every week and confuse the hell out of my players. <laughs> but it, it it cuts down on a lot of the clunk and leaves it really broad. I have not played um, 3.5, but, you know, just 4 and 5. But um, I liked confusing one of my um, fellow players the other day while, when I told him to make a streetwise check. And he was very, very confused. Because <laughs> it turned into investigation. So, when was the first time you played the fifth edition? Uh, I want to say about five months ago. Did you run screaming from the room? Almost. <laughs> I was too terrified to move. Oh, I was no. stuck on a beanbag on the floor, and <laughs> there was no room for me anywhere else. And I was too afraid to ask one of the people to move over on the couch. Oh, it's a very, very long couch, and there was only two people on it. <laughs> and it's a room full of my brother's friends and some people that I kind of know. And I was just terrified to ask anybody to move. And so I'm sitting there on the floor in this beanbag, kind of sunk in with my knees up to my elbows, my yep. knees up to my elbows, yep. my knees up to my ears. I've had days like that. Sometimes yes. I just stay in my ottoman and I refuse to leave and go to work or nothing. Well, it's better than the microwave bed, though. I mean, I'm refusing to leave my bed, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle's hey, real. Man. The struggle's real. Getting out of bed. Nope. I'm not. Nope. Just no. See, Lord, let me ask you something. So <laughs> you're doing a you're doing a campaign this Saturday, right? Uh, it's, yeah, uh, doing a it's one a show. New Orleans thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's we're the, in it. The uh, game that I wanted to run it in, I just got my pre-order materials today, so I oh. could not uh, run that version of the game. But I'll be discussing the one I got the pre-order materials from during uh, the game discussion. Because I'm super excited about it. <laughs> yes, we're all very excited about I'm it. Very, very excited yes. about it. Ca Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition is mm. is what I'll be running and set in New Orleans. <laughs> now it says on your Twitter feed that it's based in 1928 New Orleans, quote, at the height of Mardi Gras. Yes. I would like to dispute that. <laughs> I find it ridiculous that 1928, of all the years that you could have picked, is the height of Mardi Gras. The height, really? <laughs> Governor Warmoth signed the Mardi Gras Act in 1875. How is that not the height of Mardi hey, Gras? Okay. Whatever the DMC Lord says goes. Well, that's because right? in, in this timeline, he got assassinated by John Wilkes Booth instead of uh, Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> Look at that comeback. <laughs> Poor Governor Warmy. <laughs> I love it. So, Riki, 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 Riki. Yes. how many games are you in right now? You said three? Uh, no, I think I'm in five. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a couple of them haven't, we haven't played in a while. Let's see. I DM one. I'm in one, two, four editions, and two, five editions. Out of all of them, do you have a character that stands out more that you love? I love Bazool. She is a drow cleric that I play in my brother's friends' game, the one that I'm too afraid to move. Aww. And <laughs> she speaks only in the third person. 
Wow, that must be tough to do. It is so hard. Yeah. And the first time I brought her out, everybody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking about? Who is she? I said, she is Bazool. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture the stance and everything in my mind. When you yeah. say it. <laughs> she's just, she's a fabulous character and she collects teeth. <laughs> wow, like Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> Does Kesha collect teeth? Yes, she has an obsession with teeth. In fact, her fans actually mail her teeth. That is so weird and gross. Mm-hmm. It is very weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, gross I think she made like an actual headdress made out of them. Nope. <laughs> so that, that's our that's our uh, weird for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like bones, so <laughs> I know these weird facts. I, I do too. I mean, I'm trying to get a fox skull from a friend of mine who's a hunter, but I don't want Ooh. I don't want to collect teeth or wear it as a headband. I would just be like, okay, I've read enough Lovecraft to know this is bad. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I have a set of molars, but you know, <laughs> weird like that. Yeah. Well, I I have two boxes of teeth, so I'm not really one to uh, criticize. You know what's really weird? I I just can't get into them. I'm sure a lot of people love them. But they're like those little squishy dolls and they have real teeth like sewed onto them. Um, I've seen them at a couple conventions and they freak me out. I don't think I can do it, but uh, people apparently love them. Has no one watched the 1983 horror classic The Doll? That's how it started. No, No I've never seen that. (laughs) I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. I'd be staring at it all night long. I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> I <laughs> to put it uh, on the other side of my king size bed. <laughs> <laughs> my one of my favorite and most terrifying things to look at is children's skulls. Yeah, that's sad. That, too. Yeah, it's sad. It's mm-hmm. very, very sad. But the way that their teeth are like in their head forming is so creepy. See, we have a, a museum called the Muter Museum in Philadelphia. And they have like a whole collection of baby skulls there too. But they even go further than that. And they actually have like, this is a museum known for like medical oddities and things like that. Mm -hmm. They have like this whole collection of like fetuses and babies in jars. And that's not cool. Yeah. Like I can't go to that section of the museum. The rest of it is really amazing, but I couldn't go to that. No. I get freaked out by flavored cola. Like, I don't understand. Cherry, why would you mix cherry and uh, the the ingredients in a regular cola drink? That makes no sense to me. You also do not want my opinion on lime-flavored beer. Ew. That is just wrong in every yes. sense of the word. Inappropriate. That is inappropriate. We're going to have to uh, mark this episode not safe for work because of that. <laughs> Writing this down. Lime beer equals bad. Ricky, I also want to uh, thank you for turning me on to Star Trek Minus Context, (laughs) which which is an awesome Twitter account. It really is. is I didn't see this. What is this? Literally five times a day, these people post screenshots from episode of the Star Trek series Mm -hmm. with quotes from whatever character, you know, that you're looking at, whatever that character was saying at that moment. But out of context, it seems completely ridiculous. You know? um, and they're really good. I really my, like them. My favorite one, and I think they posted it, and if not, they definitely should, So, um, is that Worf is holding Spot, Data's cat, and he says, and tell him that he's a pretty cat, that he is a good cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's fabulous. But this is... I just loaded it up. This is phenomenal. <laughs> I love it. 
That is so cool. See, now I'm looking it up too. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I brought sudden, the podcast like, to a grinding halt. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it gets like 20 followers. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? How do we do it again? <laughs> yes. Oh I think that the reason why our country is in the shitter at the moment is because we are missing all Star Treks. There are no Star Trek shows on television at the moment. I think it's affecting us as a people. I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah. And the one that we had, they messed up Klingon so badly. I'm so mad. <laughs> that that uh, Discovery? Yep. I'm mad at their portrayal of Klingons. It's just, no. I'm currently in the process of learning how to speak Klingon. I am as well. I pick up phrases here and there. And my community college up the road has a Klingon language course, which I have never had the opportunity to take that I really, really need to. Yeah, I feel like that would make it a lot easier. There's not that many resources online. Yeah, what I'm doing, though, is I'm writing a couple of books, actually, um, in Klingon. One of them is like a preschooler's book where you learn the letters of the alphabet. I wrote them all out by hand. That's fun. And um, you learn, I drew pictures for various words, and you practice writing them in, you know, my handwriting, basically. And um, (laughs) then you have a list of words that start with, um, that letter and you can um, on omniglot.com they have the whole alphabet how to pronounce it and a section of the Declaration of Independence oh, um, that's yeah awesome. all men are born free and equal all of that mm-hmm. in Klingon <laughs> you'll have to send me that link yeah Duolingo now the app that's supposed to help you learn languages mm-hmm. which as I a, use uh, they, as of this year they support Klingon that is amazing. Hey. Oh, cool. I will DM you all a link to it because I just like Googled uh, you know. learn Klingon in five minutes a day. First thing popped up, Duolingo. Would you like to install this to your phone? <laughs> I need to update it then because I've got it on my phone and it doesn't have Klingon on there. And I was so mad because somebody told me it was there and it wasn't. <laughs> so maybe that's why they had the update. They better have. <laughs> if it doesn't, it. I'll be writing Duolingo. Lingo. Like, Yo, her webpage lied. I know a few phrases that I use um, quite often, actually, um, and they're very, very fun. The first time I met or no played with <laughs> was actually for the Extra Life fundraiser. We played Broomsticks and Wands together, um, which was was an RPG created by Death by Mage. Were you a broomstick or a wand? Both. I don't know what I was. I was exhausted. (laughs) That's what I was. That's so dirty. I love it. TK and I were so exhausted. Nothing we said made any sense. And then the whole RPG just kept getting crazier and crazier. It was the... I can't even tell you. My favorite part was when we were fighting um, a big old gelatin <laughs> margarine thing and <laughs> you're like you were butterstrosity y- no yeah no not the butterstrosity that grew in the bellies but this was like a giant cube of margarine and CA was like wait I've got a hex I'm gonna put on it that melts butter fat and we're like it's margarine and she was I just googled how to get rid of butter I did. fat because <laughs> <laughs> I was, because I was, I was googling. 
googling things so i knew what the hell i was talking about because i knew nothing of margarine life and you oh were just God. so mad that it was margarine i was and so serious see it's why you don't play when you're tired is it we just decided that ca and i are not allowed to play in games when we're that tired because remember the, the labyrinth of butter walls like look i'm gonna yes. roll see if i can make a flaming sword what <laughs> well it started like, off as i was like hand sword. me this bucket of water and death thought it said bucket of butter and i was like what <laughs> and then he just went off with it and then it became this whole story and i was like what happened <laughs> that teacher is never gonna I be the it. same no oh, no <laughs> she's she's dead <laughs> <laughs> there's no coming back from that ever <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even really try i was so busy hanging out with so maddie games because he's a cat <laughs> the wrong catnip. and so we kept sniffing catnip the whole time although i don't think it does anything for me really but <laughs> i don't know it sure because did he's a cat that game yeah oh yeah it worked out great with my exhaustion <laughs> it was a good time and for those who missed it, you can actually see it on our YouTube channel. It's still there under the Extra Life playlist. It was such good times. Fun. Or you could just show up this October and we'll redo it. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you can redo that type of crazy. No. That's a once in a lifetime crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? I mean, maybe the Extra Life, you know, for this November will be even longer and then we won't make any sense. <laughs> Do we ever make sense, though? I feel like I do. Although, if we listen to the last podcast, nobody's going to believe that if they start. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just wrap this up by saying that, uh, first of all, most of you don't realize this, but Ariki is extra impressive because she is currently playing one of her five D&D games while on the podcast with us. You just don't realize that due to my masterful editing. Hang on just a second. I got to talk. <laughs> And second, uh, Ricky, you are a pretty cat uh, and a good cat. <laughs> and to all three of you, uh, good luck with Madame Lacroix this weekend. Uh, I wish you luck in your investigations. Oh, thank you. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, on the day that it uh, released, tomorrow, uh, TK will be hosting a, a special, special thing on his channel. And I'm so yes. excited. For the Stink Rat fundraiser to help yes. raise money. Yes. And your donations will change the fate of the game. So come hang out with us, cause some havoc. I'm so hoping somebody donates for a TPK, because I have the perfect story for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, so am I. It's promo time. This episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters Q and Umlaut. This episode is also sponsored by Tabletop Loot, the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, Pathfinder, Fate, or whatever TTRPG you happen to love is, game. Sure, that's English. They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop 
or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille. Set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. And now, back to our show. It's community update. No, it's TK's first. It's the time for TK's gaming. Nice <laughs> <laughs> save, Chris. Nice save. <laughs> no first of all, I'm looking at the show notes. Community update is supposed to be next. Community update Don't put never this comes on me. before TK. You are wrong. You are never wrong. I probably am. Oh. <laughs> last last week, I don't think it... TK, is really? not prepared yet. I want you to begin. Oh, well, I can go first. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't go one week. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Community update. <laughs> ah, this update has nothing to do with the community, but <laughs> Kingdom Hearts has come out and it's amazing. If you are a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, you are definitely going to love the third one. I'm not going to have um, spoilers in here. I'm just. What are you laughing at? <laughs> All right, so apparently CA is doing gaming this week. TK, I'm going to need you to do a community update in about seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, no. It's a good game. I have to tell the world. Do it. Yes. All right, so I'm only going to talk about, like, the differences between the games uh, and not anything specific. And the fact that there's a random pirate in it. (laughs) Yes, Griswix has not played them and noticed that there's a random pirate in there. Yes. (laughs) Uh, so they have improved space battles, which is very exciting. Space battles, I'm not a fan of, but I think a lot of people are. I don't really care about um, building spaceships and flying through space. I'm not a space person. But for name those me who like one. It, name me one Disney movie that happens in space. Lilo and Stitch. You're just making up words now. Star Wars. <laughs> How dare you throw that at my face? I don't. You asked. You asked. You knew. You, you know what? Fine. I won't talk question. for the rest of you this. No. <laughs> Chris is going to mime the Snapchat facts to us. Oh, Finish your community gaming update. That's fine. Chris hates Disney. <laughs> so this is not. This is not. I'm just for saying. Him. They're not in space. I, I have to talk about this though. It's Continue. So I'm so sorry. Uh, so there are space battles. You can also take pictures of constellations to get points. You, they have also made like the customization much easier than it was in previous versions. It was very difficult. I felt um, way easier now. And they added some cute things like stickers and patterns. Uh, you can paint your spaceship, which was cool. Um, the traveling itself, like the space, is is gorgeous. You know, the meteors and the stars and galaxy stuff is really gorgeous. Uh, I think they did a great job. Um, for finding things for those who are completists like me, uh, they do still have the treasure chest to find, but they also added um, photography. So you can find uh, tiny Mickey Mouse 
silhouettes or heads throughout the uh, universe of Kingdom Hearts and you can take pictures of them and every I think it's like three or five pictures that you take you do get like um, something special like either or maybe a ring or something you can equip to yourself uh, so I thought that was very interesting and a lot of fun I do like that kind of thing and I feel like it's been popular with a lot of the new games coming out as the camera feature so, yes definitely yeah. It doesn't surprise me that they added it. Also, um, for those who don't know, if you, I think it's a Kupu TK. Is that how you pronounce it? Kupu? K-U-P-O? Kupu? Kupo. 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 If you visit Kupo, um, they will also request certain photographs so that they can become inspired and then synthesize even greater weapons and things for you. So definitely look out for them. That's definitely very important. The the Moogles. Moogles. They're so cute. I love them. Uh, Keyblades. Um, you get them a lot more often. Before, in previous games, you used to get them after completing a certain level. Uh, that doesn't happen in this one. You can also switch between Keyblades a lot easier, and each one has their own specific power. Uh, and they really went all out with the graphics for this, too. Like, their power is very impressive, and you can combine them with other attacks with, like, Goofy and um, other uh, main characters from different levels. You can also level up your Keyblade, which is great. If you want it to be more powerful, you can pick your favorite one, and you can go up to 10 levels. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They have a kupu coin. <laughs> you can only get one at a time, but if you die, it's a good way to resurrect. I thought that was a cute idea, and I like that they limited it to one at a time. They have now added cooking with a little mouse from Ratatouille. So cute. So you can find these ingredients uh, throughout the world, and you can bring it to the little mouse, and he will cook things with you. And then you can use those ingredients to power up for a certain amount of time. Um, on average, it seems to be for like about 30 minutes and it can grant you like strength or magic of some kind. I thought that was a, a nice add to things as well. Um, when it comes to NPCs, <laughs> one of the issues from the previous versions was that if you equipped them with anything, let's say, you know, Hercules, you want to give him like a, a bangle that will improve his strength. If you leave that world and go somewhere else, um, that bangle stays with them. You don't get that back. Um, that still continues, which is really kind of frustrating because you want to make them powerful so that they can fight well. But then if you forget to unequip it when you leave, then you're, you're kind of like lost. However, what they did add is if the NPC does find something within the world, like a, a potion or a treasure of some kind, you do get those when you leave the world. So that's good. If they find it themselves, you at least get that. Uh, one of the new updates is that they've um, dealt with like more like technological stuff. So you get like this really cool gummy phone instead of like a Jiminy journal, which was fun. And you also they have like on the save screens, it makes it look like it's kind of like a Twitter account, which is kind of cute. <laughs> and it looks like you're instead of hashtags, they're like little hearts. <laughs> and you can also find like those QR codes so that you can play like mini games. Like normally you just scan them with your phone. You can do that with your uh, gummy phone as well. So the only thing I really just am not a fan of for the most part, it's great. The graphics are phenomenal. The story is definitely there, but I feel like it's too much story. I think what they did is that they wanted it to be, if this was your first time playing Kingdom Hearts, you knew what was happening and you weren't lost. 
But for those who have played previous ones, it's like you're sitting there for a very long period of time just listening to the story and you know all this information already, Mm. but you're afraid to skip by in case there is something in there that you might miss. So that's a little bit frustrating. I feel like I spend a lot of time sitting there listening to story more than I do play. Yeah, that's a problem. But for those who are just starting, that might be really good for them because the story is super complex. In every single sequel game, there should be a button at the very beginning that says, have Have you played previous versions of this game? And if the answer is yes, then they cut all that out. There you know, you that's go. That's the way to handle yeah. it. Back in the that day, would be they amazing. did that for Final Fantasy uh, Anthology for the PlayStation. It's like, did you play the uh, Super Nintendo versions of these games? Yes or no? You hit yes? Okay, you're going to skip 16 hours of backstory that doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be an amazing feature to have. <clears throat> and they also um, have for streamers, um, if you hit triangle on the title page, it will tell you what you can stream with this game. Um, it's difficult with it being Disney, um, especially with music, but even you know when you use Twitch and do any music for any reason, um, they'll you know snag you for that and copyright reasons from YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so just... Be aware that it is there, and you can actually read through it. Um, they do make it where you can stream, but it's it difficult to make money off of it, which makes sense. So just be aware of that when you're going to stream. And that's it. And for those of you who don't speak Japanese but do speak Klingon, uh, Kupo <laughs> is actually pronounced Ka-a-pa-a. <laughs> that would be the appropriate uh, you know, translation. I don't there. think so. Riki, 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 Riki would know <laughs> how to pronounce it in Klingon. K U P O. Yeah. Kupo. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, so much. But better. except the Klingons don't have a K, they have a Q. Oh, so it'd be spelled differently. Yes, it would. It'd be Q U P O. I don't even know. If, yeah, yeah. Q U P O. Wow. This is so cool. I'm glad that you know this because now, <laughs> since I'm learning, I know who to go to. Next now it's TK's n- turn. Next pack, <laughs> we just being Klingon to everyone. Now be her translator. <laughs> it's, it's a very phlegmy language. It's a wonderfully <laughs> phlegmy it language. Is. Good for <laughs> good for clearing the sinuses. You know. Yes. You know. You have to really hawk up for this language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking very forward to it. Next after this is yodeling. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, TK laughs because he knows I'm going to do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TK, it's you. What's the RPG of the week? Uh, it is one that I have been waiting for, and I pre-ordered this when I first heard it was coming out because I played the first version of it. It's the second edition of Trails of Cthulhu. Ooh, is that what we're playing? No, because I didn't have time to teach you guys oh, right. a whole new you system. Said that. <laughs> Ignore me. I wish that. I did. What, because was that word... Was that word trails, as in yes. blaze a trail, or trial, as in trails? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Grizzly. Trails. Oh, trail of Cthulhu is a different thing, and well, that that would take way too long to explain. Uh, <laughs> it is a based, and it's my favorite kind of system, D6. Yay! Because you have a big bag of D6. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I I love the lore they put into this game. Uh, the the basic of it is, hey, the start of it is you're an investigator, of course. You get to decide what kind of investigator you are. And the little uh, one shot that comes with it is you're on an archaeological dig. And this archaeological dig, they uncover something. And it's not Cthulhu, which I think is really cool for a Call of Cthulhu game. It has nothing to do with Cthulhu. 
<laughs> okay. It is a symbol of Cthulhu, who uh, his lesser-known cousin. <laughs> the Nightmare Worlds. Four less arms, but two more eyes. <laughs> it really delves into. It's a a big book, 250 pages. For an RPG, kind of small, but the way it delves into character creation, the lore of what you're going to find, it even gives references to the old Lovecraft and Lovecraftian books where you can find the info if you want to know more. So it, it helps with my love of D6, my love of horror games, and my love of learning stuff. Not to mention your obsession with Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. How did you find this game? Uh, the, the Cthulhu and Friends podcast. Oh, <laughs> podcast. I rest my case. Are you the friends? <laughs> yeah, I actually Patreon them, and I oh. discovered them a few years ago. They're revamping everything now. On Fridays, after normally when Thread Raiders wrap up streaming, their stream starts. So I'll just go from streaming with Thread Raiders to watching their stream. <laughs> He's less of a friend and more of a restraining order. <laughs> so what else have you learned about this RPG? Is there anything different from the other RPGs you've played? A lot. Mostly how skill checks are done. Let's say um, you say, I want to shoot something. Okay, mm-hmm. you have a shoot skill of three, pew, pew. but the challenge is four. So you roll your d6, you get a six. You beat the challenge, but if you get a six, it doubles your score. So let's say, okay, I rolled a six, so that makes it now, uh, my score of three is now a six. If you roll a five, it doesn't do anything. It's like, okay, you beat the challenge. But that six then allows you to choose your damage type. Ooh. That sounds exciting. Like, what are some types? Uh, you can do explosive damage, which I don't know why that's there oh. for a gun. <laughs> like, uh, because somebody like you created this game? <laughs> probably. Yes. You could totally make a gun explode, TK. You know this. You can do a piercing damage or a blunt damage. That's not nearly as fun. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this bowling ball. I'm gonna do explosive damage with it. What? <laughs> now in my games, yeah, that's possible. A normal person running this is like, that's 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 a really okay. Me, no, whop that bowling ball. It's gonna explode. Let me figure out how much eight pounds of uh, bowling ball and materials and how much damage that's gonna do to you and everyone else. <laughs> it, it's easy to set a to make a bowling ball explode you just set it on a feedback loop you know it just makes that high whining sound and then you just step back and boom <laughs> and then, and then you, my pl- the player will say I didn't mean to do that and me as a GM nope you already said it it's happening yep <laughs> we had to implement that rule the other day my nieces were just saying random things I'm like you say it you do it <laughs> and this has a uh, interesting thing too which I love about some of the newer RPGs I'm playing uh, the assist system so if you're doing something like oh I'm trying to lift this door but my strength is one mm-hmm. and Grizz and Rick are like oh well, my strength is a five and my strength is a six they can assist you with doing what you're trying to do using your collective dice nice or so I could for, just lift the door. I mean, I've got a five. <laughs> well, let's, let's say the challenge rating is an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, it gives like really, abs- like the challenge ratings go up to 20. And it's like 20. You're facing Cthulhu. 
Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> like, wow, they, they wrote that as a challenge rating in the GM section. Just like, look, if you want to screw with your players, here. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no levels. Oh. It is levelless. It is a skill-based system. You can update update your skills based off of how many successful investigations you do. So wait, you like get points that you can use towards your skills? You do. Uh, you get oh. one point per investigation, and for each level a skill goes up, like if you want to go from level one to level two, you have to spend two points to move it up a point. So if you only took one in driving, but you want to have a two in driving, you need two points. Okay. And it huh. breaks out sanity in a really cool way. You have sanity and you have stability. Uh, you can be stable, but completely insane. <laughs> 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 or you can be like unstable, but completely sane. Stability affects your roles and if they're your success ratings, whereas... In, where's your sanity? Uh, that's just how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go. <laughs> Can I just go on record as saying that uh, Kathuga sounds like an old-timey car horn? <laughs> it does. Kathuga. Kathuga. And on an unrelated note, uh, tune in April of 2019. I will be releasing a new TTRPG called The Trial of Cthulhu. Uh, 18 arms, 18 <laughs> gavels, and do not look directly at the judge. <laughs> You looked at the judge, we're all sanity. <laughs> Get on down and party! And now, it's tea time! Yay! Uh, welcome to Tea Time, the portion of our show where we chuck the so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand, who shall remain nameless. Uh, your options will be true, false, or huh. I will read the cap and then wait for your response. I've been listening to Tea Times and I hear all these things that I learned as a kid and you're like, nope, they're false. And so I have been <laughs> filled with all this misinformation my whole life. And I was really, really good at that misinformation. And so I'm terrible at Tea Time. Well, maybe just vote for the opposite there of what you, you think go. that you know. <laughs> all right. Snap cap fact number 816. In ancient Greece... Throwing an apple to a woman was considered a marriage proposal. <laughs> See, I've heard that. I'm going to oh. say false. Because that, that seems like, I mean, like if I threw an apple to someone like, oh, hey, this is the apple that you asked me to pick up for you. I'm not asking her to marry me. I'm just throwing her an apple. TK, I need you to trank your dog. <laughs> 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 it's very hyper hyper puppy I'm gonna say true just because misinformation be damned yeah I feel that's fun <laughs> I think that, that could be a very greasy thing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> yes <laughs> true all right and the answer is false. Ah, Whatever. I knew it. Whatever. The ancient Greeks did not have apples. <laughs> uh, what apples, did they have? Apples are from all other fruits. Uh, <laughs> apples are from Kazakhstan. Uh, and Kazakhstan was not conquered until Alexander the Great, who came around about 150 years after what we refer to as ancient Greece. Uh, so they would not have thrown apples to anyone because they did not have them. 
this misappropriation comes from a Greek mythological tale known as the Judgment of Paris, in which yeah. uh, Aris... With, with Aphrodite, right? Isn't that what it's about? Would you like to tell the story? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> it's like being in school. Would you like to I come bet. in front of the class and, and, and read your Oh, that's what I was going it. by. This is why it's all wrong. <laughs> uh, the gods were having a wedding, and Eris, the goddess of disharmony, was not invited. So she decided to crash the wedding, and when she showed up, she stood in front of three other goddesses, Hera, Athena, and Aphrodite, and dropped a gold award, which was in the shape of a fruit, not an apple, a fruit. The award was engraved to the fairest, and then she left. At which point, the three goddesses began screaming at each other that they were the fairest, and then in order to adjudicate, they went to Zeus, who was like, hmm. bitches, you ain't dragging me into this. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Hades is in the background. Cat fight! <laughs> so then he picked Paris, a totally random mortal from Troy, uh, to declare the winner. Uh, the goddesses went to Paris, uh, presented themselves in the nude, which would explain why this has survived for two millennia mm -hmm. as a story, and then uh, began to bribe him with various things. The winner was Aphrodite, who promised him Helen of Sparta. You'll notice I did not call her Helen of Troy. There was no Helen of Troy. She was from Sparta. Um, and so uh, he chose her, at which point it began a, a longer story uh, that led to the Trojan War. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you very much. Well, you're educating welcome. The Good one. Yes. I'm glad I could not give one you a day point. At a time. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact in modern day Kazakhstan, grooms propose to random women by arranging kidnappings, a custom that they stole from the Germans. <laughs> now, are they proposing or are they just kidnapping someone? That is an actual thing. Uh, in order to get married, literally, uh, a guy who is single will say to his best friends, go into the neighboring town and find me a woman. They will kidnap a woman and bring her back. They will imprison her in the house for approximately 48 hours, during which time the women of the family beg her to marry uh, the son and, uh, you know, claim how great their family is and so on and so forth and then if she agrees they are married if she does not agree or is kidnapped back by her own family uh then they don't <laughs> and he goes through the whole process again i really feel like this is my next D, &D one shot next to the cook thing from the Threadators. <laughs> 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 hey, that's a good one <laughs> snapcap fact number 744 Polar bears can smell a seal from 20 miles away. Okay, now I've heard the whole smelling thing before, and Ooh. the answer was, huh? Ooh! So, huh? Pretty impressive in the cold. All right, that's one, huh? Anybody else? See, now, that, now I want to go, <laughs> Pretty good reasoning, right? I'm obsessed with your podcast, and you said it before. Uh, see, but like the little seals are normally like underwater, and Ooh. That's such a weird thing though. Twenty up to twenty miles. That I mean, um, it depends the on the wind a... direction. And what do you think, DK? I want to say false, just because that's like, I mean, that doesn't. That seems an awfully far away, uh, far distance. I don't think bloodhounds can smell that well. Yeah, but they don't have like other smells that are getting in the way. 
like in the city you have like a million and one smells i would think like out there in the cold uh, only one go... thing smells like bacon and it's bacon <laughs> <laughs> bacon, gonna... bacon 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 at dinner <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with false yeah, i want to stick with false because that just doesn't seem right on that bag what's it say i can't <laughs> read <laughs> i love that commercial <laughs> And the answer is, huh? Yes. Uh, Riki is referring to episode 41, where we did the question, elephants can smell. Uh, And smell water from uh, X number of miles away. Uh, During that podcast, uh, we talked extensively about how smell works. I won't get into all that now, but it depends on the quantity of the aerosol particles hitting your nose, how many hairs you have on the inside, how many taste buds you have, how the wind is going, so on and so forth. Uh, A good example of that is if you step inside of a Pep Boys, it reeks of tires. If you step back outside the door, you've only moved three feet, and yet you can't smell it anymore. Uh, That tire smell, by the way, is uh, benzoprene, which is uh, a carcinogen. So there you go. (laughs) So smelling all you tire sniffers, you might, you know, be (laughs) a carcinogen. Tire sniffers. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, polar bears are not white. That is correct. Their skin is black and their fur is transparent and acts like optical fibers, channeling sunlight directly down to their skin as a way of keeping them warm. See, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. that was one thing that I didn't learn wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did not know that about polar bears, though, about their fur. Now I do. Yeah, I didn't know either. It's cute. Snapcap facts number 1290. Love blueberries. Celebrate them all year round, but especially in July, National Blueberry Month. That seems like such an ad, like odd snap cap. Uh, uh, only so, isn't that weird? It's a weird cap. That is a weird yeah. cap. Um, uh, it just sounds like a promotion for like I'm blueberry and huh. MT brand. Huh? <laughs> yeah, there's not actually a question in there. TK's pushing the double, huh? I'm going with TK. <laughs> huh? Huh? For me, too. And the answer is, huh? Yeah! <laughs> it's a double, huh? <laughs> what a chance is that? This is not a fact. This is a blatant piece of cash grab of advertising by the unnamed T brand. How dare they? Yeah, like, like, what, what, uh, what group? Like, I mean, what nationality are, is the blueberry? It could be like German National Blueberry Month. <laughs> exactly. Snapcap fact number two zero five. For every human being in the world, there is approximately one chicken. Fall. I feel like we've been through this before. Yes. You have. It, it was it was false before because there were like more chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> false. False. I, I feel like it, it, there was a thing with CA and Skyrim and the chicken. Yeah. And we don't talk about that. That was a different episode though. And the answer is true. Ah. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you may remember Snapcap fact number 755 from episode 32. Number of humans in the world, 7.4 billion. Number of chickens, 19 billion. So that means that there are approximately 2.6 chickens per person on the planet. 
So that makes it true. Because they said for every human being in the world, there is one chicken. Oh. There's also 1.6 oh, more nah. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> there was a president who promised a chicken in every pot. I see new chicken in my pot. <laughs> Fun fact, the animated Warner Brothers character Foghorn Leghorn is not a leghorn chicken. He's a Punjab Asil chicken. Uh, there are pure brown leghorn chickens. There are pure white leghorn chickens. But there are no brown hackled white leghorn chickens. They uh. do not exist. <laughs> Some facts you can only get here, people. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 92. Fish can drown. True. true. Did everybody just say true at once? Because I, I heard a multitude of answers. I did not say anything yet. Okay. Because of, like, what, a lack of oxygen? Is that why they would drown? Well, there's a shark that if it doesn't keep moving, it can't breathe. And uh, they think they're nurse sharks. They have to keep moving along the bottom of the ocean or, or else they stop breathing. And then, you know, obviously water would take its course. And flowing water against something, it would eventually drown or asphyxiate one or the other. I, really? About nurse sharks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'll go with true. Okay. And the answer is false. Ah, huh? No, your trickery has swayed me. <laughs> the definition of drowning is submersion in and inhalation of water. Fish oh, live in water, uh, so they cannot drown. Uh, the appropriate word there would have been suffocate. Okay. Uh, that would have been correct. Uh, a fish going along, if it goes into what is called a dead zone, which is literally water that has no oxygen in it, the yeah, fish will, in okay. fact, suffocate. See? <sighs> Stupid word. Yeah, yeah, it's all the word. Yeah. Like right there. It's like, uh, it just seems so, like, yeah, what else is going to happen? They're going to fill with water. They're always <laughs> surrounded by it. <laughs> and I'm also going to give a half point to TK, and here's why. So, <laughs> a lot of people uh, believe that all sharks have to continue swimming uh, in order to live. And that is actually incorrect. Uh, nurse sharks and two other species must continue to swim in order to live. However, uh, many shark species can actually uh, stay in place and they're perfectly fine. Nicely done, TK. Uh, I saw my dad this weekend. We were hanging out at the uh, sports <laughs> store. And we were talking TK's about dad. stuff. Yes. <laughs> now, an electric <laughs> eel. If an electric eel stops, <laughs> you best run. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 1426. During a typical MLB season, approximately 160,000 baseballs are used. I'm going to say true. Sounds right. Oh, man. False. All right. The answer is true. And the answer is true. <laughs> Son of a... If you want to take yeah. over, just say it. Oh, no. no, no. You're doing great. On average, 65 balls per game are lost. Uh, 30 teams means 15 pairings times 162 games in a year is a total of 2,430 games. Multiply that by 65 balls, and you get 157,950, which is... In fact, approximately 160,000. So that makes it true. Uh, basically, once a ball leaves the game, it is never returned. 
Uh, if the ball gets dirty for any reason, it is uh, removed from the game. And at any time, if it is uh, struck by a bat, it is also removed. Oh. Seems like a waste of balls. <laughs> 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 not, not saying it, not saying it. But yeah, interesting, though, know, that like for any reasons, like oh, the grounder, okay, it has dirt on it, we cannot use this. Yep, no dirty balls in the field. <laughs> yep. nope. Hooray! That's a good life lesson. That's a good. Uh, yes. That's mantra. Yeah. Yes, I'm using it. I use all sorts of mantras. So this, that is my newest one. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, since 1988, each team has averaged 146 pitches per game. Uh, thus, that's 292 pitches per game if you include both teams. And that means that on average, there's a new ball in play every four and a half pitches. Huh. Hmm. Nifty. I'm not a fan of baseball. It's my least favorite sport. Is that because of how much time you have to wait in between action? Yes. Or is it because, you know, no dirty balls? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about that, DK. <laughs> the problem here is that Kingdom Hearts 3 has ruined you for any anything <laughs> resembling patience. Yeah, it is. It takes them forever to swing at the stupid ball and they make decisions. It's so slow. So slow. It's just not for me. See, they, need, they just need to bring back, you know prison rules get some jose canseco bats a dude in a hockey mask <laughs> throw the balls a lot faster then <laughs> <laughs> snapcat fact number 1172 there has never been a u.s president whose name started with the common letter s stupid president questions you knew i had to throw in one yes i know <laughs> and it's I because know. joy did all that work on president questions yeah now i gotta bring it back with an S? Uh, a common letter S. I've never heard of it. Just common. <laughs> oh, I remember the something Chris said. Uncommon letter U. Um, I'm going with false. Why? Are you, help us. Um, I remember that when a fact <laughs> says never, that it's usually wrong or something like that. Uh, absolute. We, I know in science you can never have a never because it's an absolute. But the, yeah. I think you're right because I'm, I'm going through my list of presidents in my head. It's like I don't remember any with S right. as a first name. Um, We have a whole row of streets named after presidents and I can't remember a single S. Darn it. I have to change it to true. Uh, I'm going to say false. False? I don't know. Gerswix is typing and now I'm confused. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not because I muted that part. Shut up. No. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with false. Okay. But Grizzwix is still typing, so now I feel like... <laughs> I mean, never is such a, a strong word to use. But when talking about... You're right. You know, people who have been elected into the presidential office. Uh, but it's weird that it says common S. Why would it say that? That's, Th that's what me. hung me up. But I was like, what is an uncommon S? <laughs> One of those S's you drew with the lines? <laughs> no, it's a... uh, I'm going to do, huh? Ooh. Ooh. For me. And the answer is true. Oh. oh, what? I feel so defeated, everyone. Amen. <laughs> it is correct that no U.S. president has ever had the first name or last name, for that matter, uh, that began with S. 
Uh, also, S is the seventh most popular letter with which to begin a first name. Uh, so that does make it a common letter, and so I check that as well. And so both of those are accurate, so I judge it as true. Uh, for those of you who are wondering what that top list is, uh, A, J, M, E, L, C, S, K, R, and B are the most popular letters, uh, first letters in a name. And so... Uh, by the final score of three and a half to two to one, TK wins. Yay! Hey. Well done, TK. <laughs> I have no idea how I won. Your knowledge of gills put you over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, like, to me, that's just common knowledge from watching Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Everybody ready? Yep. I'm ready. All right. For many hours, you have been held prisoner inside of a raging clam who has maliciously <laughs> burrowed its way to the center of the planet out of spite. <laughs> I think you raging clam. <laughs> From the interior yes. of the clam, you have no view of the outside world, only the deafening sound of a clam plowing through the rock-hard firmament. Occasionally, green slimy river water seeps through the sides, only to be expelled by the powerful muscles that rule the interior of this apoplectic mollusk. <laughs> to you... <laughs> It feels like it's been almost half a day, but there's no way for you to confirm that as your cell phone gets zero reception down here. <laughs> Finally, after a short drop, the rumble ceases. Sensing that you have come to a stop, you make your way over to the clam's grin like a John answering the beckoning call of a prostitute from the inside of a bouncy castle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Once you oh, reach man. the threshold, you pull the two sides apart and poke your head through the hole to get a better view. Ironically, the center of the planet seems to be blanketed by a massive city, the houses and buildings of which are made out of sand. From within these buildings spills an uncountable number of ants, who stand in the middle of their streets transfixed by this unexpected pair of visitors. The veins of the clam absolutely pound with disapproval as you wriggle your way to freedom. You are also aware of another sound. The roar of a waterfall as the river you burrowed through appears to be pouring through the same hole you just traveled down. Hundreds of tons of water pours through the streets of the sandy city, washing away houses by the dozens and ants by the thousands. Thinking quickly, you find a liquid soap factory in the ant's up-and-coming arts district. Desperate to return to the surface, you smash open the top of the factory and begin rubbing yourself with gallons of dish soap. Then, having successfully coated your entire body, you make a membrane by rubbing your arm against your chest. Spinning in a circle and aided by the near total lack of gravity, you create a bubble around yourself and then fill that bubble with air by sucking in outside oxygen via a piece of fishing pole you found earlier. As the noxious river of water slowly drowns the doomed ant colony, you see their queen in a rowboat, holding the hands of five drowned soldiers as they succumb to the antibiotic nature of the slime. Floating above the carnage, 
you see her release one of her fallen lovers and shake her sixth arm up at you, swearing vengeance and that hers will be the face that you see in your darkest hour. Due to the sudden pressure differential, your bubble is propelled towards the hole. You take one final breath of fresh air and enter a trance-like state of meditation that Master Wen taught you, slowing your heart rate down to near comatose levels. The bubble screams up the pipe for almost an hour, constantly gaining speed despite the green water flowing down against it. Propelled by the intense momentum of your buoyancy, the bubble rock... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> the bubble rockets up the clam pipe like a bullet through the barrel of a gun, Aww. but clips the edge of the hole and pops. The bursting of your bubble is stunningly loud and leaves you covered in a thick, slimy film. Oh. Luckily, you grab your boot knife and jam it into the lip of the tube, preventing yourself from falling backwards into the hole. A lot of research went into this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You lay panting, staring upwards, lying on the now-drained riverbed. Exhausted and groggy from self-hypnosis, you pant and gasp for fresh air. As your blurred vision clears, you look up to see the suspension bridge above you is filled with dog-faced creatures, aghast at the fate that has befallen their beloved river of scum. You motion towards the hole and wave your hand fervently back and forth. Do not go in there. Woo! <laughs> Just then, you wake up. It turns out that the stench from the toxic river of scum has a sedative effect, and you've been dreaming for about a half an hour. In your right hand is a small clam. You look at her, and she looks back at you. Aww, you. <laughs> I'm going to cut you, bitch, she says. <laughs> you toss her in the river. Then climb up the piled stones of the riverbank to escape the anesthetic fumes. Desperately low in supplies and energy, you sneak behind the two sentries to a large stack of boxes in the corner. Using your boot knife, you pry one of the two boxes open. It's full of food and a rope. And the other box, you open as well. While the first contains much-needed food, the second contains much-needed profit. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's the box? What's in the box? All right, Sea Lord. When you open the box, you find inside. You know, to you, it looks like a normal purse, like a, you know, like a little, little handbag. Are we talking about a clutch, or are we talking about something that your grandma would beat you with? <laughs> uh, something like uh, your grandma would beat you with and hit one of those. They suck. Okay. My goodness, I pick it up and I give it to Riku. No, I um, does it have a clasp? It does. Ooh, fancy one. Is it a day purse or a night purse? Uh, it's the kind of purse that people Daytime. carry, like, you know, a brick Daytime. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I open it cautiously. Is there anything cautiously we could open that TK makes? I don't think so. <laughs> when you open the purse, you hear what sounds almost like an opera. Okay. Um, so it's not in a language we're familiar with? <laughs> Phantom of the Opera or La Boheme? <laughs> is uh, it like a Klingon opera? Ooh, Klingon opera. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that, right? Uh, the Crane Clown. 
<laughs> I would totally watch a clay on opera. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, I think yeah. I created something amazing. <laughs> I, I seriously would. That would be fantastic <laughs> right is that an opera in the I in your buy, purse or are you just happy to see me play on <laughs> opera in the world i will buy us all tickets and we will go okay i don't care where you all live <laughs> that's what's happening i think they call that a clopra <laughs> we hear an opera what what does reek reek reeky see on the inside inside it is a packed opera house and on the stage you see a tiny man oh, who I love is tiny things uh, face is painted white, there are blue tears on the white paint, and you feel this sudden emotion, like everything in the world has befallen you. There's there's no hope left. So he looks like a mime? <laughs> a mime opera? <laughs> he's a crying That's clown. That's how I picture it. Oh, he's a clown. Yeah. Oh, he's a sad clown. He's, yeah. Bless you, the crying clown. I smack it out of reach. <laughs> as I'm crying, tears pouring down my face. No. Don't be sad. But it's a God, clown. Riki cry, and it's the first time on the podcast. <laughs> How terrible. When you um, knock it down, the opera changes. Is it? Are they angry with me? <laughs> no, it is an, a strange opera. Uh, as if it wasn't already strange. <laughs> this one, uh, it sounds like... There are two lovers quarreling. In operatic <laughs> performance or just in general? Yes, in an operatic performance. <laughs> performance and quarreling. And you feel empowered. Oh. We all do? Yes, everyone who can hear it feels empowered. Okay, so I'd like to pick up the purse and shake it. <laughs> you feel empowered by two lovers quarreling? Carmen. <laughs> Uh, when you Two sad clowns quarreling. <laughs> when you uh, shake the purse, you feel very soothed. Like, you know, uh, like nothing can go wrong as the sun begins to slowly set. And on the stage, you see a tiny person as they're being pulled across the stage from behind the stage by stagehands are on what looks like a gondola. And there's mist pouring from under the stage. This is one hell of a production. You could totally make some money <laughs> off of this. Yeah, for real. Am I looking at the uh, understudies or the primaries here? These are the primaries. This is a full opera house. In uh, it is actively happening. You are watching these operas. I want to put two fingers in her purse. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you, you uh, put your fingers, flick Figaro in and see what you get. As you put your fingers in the purse, uh, you feel something get slipped into your hand. I bet. Is it good? I can actually hear our rating plummet as we continue. (laughs) What did they put in my hand? There are two pieces of platinum. Just, just like a, a bar of platinum. No, uh, coins. And the oh, coins, coins <laughs> are minted, and it says uh, Molly and Minnie Mall's Opera House. Oh, my God. They've been so busy. I'm so proud of our babies. <laughs> it took to the end they of Act 2 to tie in our, our yaks, but yes, well done. <laughs> they built a sad man's opera house in the church. <laughs> <laughs> I am so proud of them. Go to sad man's opera house. Are they in there? <laughs> 
Are uh, they in the pursuit? Uh, uh, are they like hanging out in like the you know balcony? A flag comes up and it says your yanks are in another castle. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right, new rule. Uh, from now on, you can only have one opera per item, <laughs> or it two one-act plays. Those are your choices. <laughs> it is the bag of uh, the opera. Actually, it's based off of the opera. <laughs> the geeks. bag of the. <laughs> it's based off the opera geeks um, thing she made at the College of Opera. Because one of my guys wanted to go to a, like completely redo his character as an opera singer. I was like, okay, but you have to sing opera. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually sings very well. He's like, seriously? He's like, yep. <laughs> Anytime you want to sing, you have to sing. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. He's a bard right now and sings all of his bardic inspiration in their whole life. I love when people get in character. That's awesome. Ricky, Ricky, what's in your box? In my box is a crimson ring. Ooh. Ooh. Does it sparkle? It's kind of like a matte finish. And on it is the face of a cow. <laughs> this, is a, this is your area of expertise, you know, wearing rings and various. Is it a jewelry. sad cow? It is not. It is an angry cow. Oh, it's an angry cow. Yes. Oh, no, all kinds of emotions. Let me ask you this: If I milk a cow while wearing it, do I get chocolate milk? <laughs> you do not. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm concerned you put this ring on without supervision. <laughs> <laughs> do you put this ring? What on? happens? Yeah, he put the ring on to milk okay, the cow. Okay, two horns pop out of the cow's head and stab into your finger. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's and a mean cow. Ouch. from your back sprouts two bright white wings, and you feel energized. <laughs> uh, Griswicks, uh, you got a little uh, uh, wing there. You feel like nothing can bring you down, nothing can give you up. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you feel like you will never need sleep again. Nothing can give you up. <laughs> well, um, I, th- I think we're going to have to continue the journey without Griswick because he's going to get far ahead of us without needing to sleep. <laughs> the problem is, on this podcast, we have offended so many beverage companies that it is possible we may never have one of them as a sponsor. <laughs> and I'm so concerned about what direction I take this. I... There's so many jokes about bullshit that it just it's, they're right there to be had, and I can't, I can't touch any of them. Oh. You are drunk with power, and you have wings. Uh, are they feathered wings, or do they look like bat wings? No, they are feathered. Okay. What does feathered wings have to do with cows? I'm so fascinated. Because Red Bulls give you wings. <laughs> oh. Do you hear that, Red it Bull? It was a long walk to get there, but We're it was worth for it. A sponsor, so. <laughs> but but you do you don't ever beautiful. need sleep again. I feel like Red Bull should give me five dollars just for my self restraint. I mean, it could have gotten really dark there. <laughs> but is this so? Is this ring like permanently attached to Grizzly? Uh, no, it just really really hurts when you take it off because you can't retract the horns until it is actually off of your finger. Good. Oh. I got an idea. Well, just don't sleep. We have so. a we have a book that lets <laughs> yeah. us write any laws we want. We have a thing that lets us go to different dimensions. A skull that lets us heal people. <laughs> Grizz, we're cutting off your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems logical. CA, is there any chance that your item will not uh, cause bodily damage to me? <laughs> There's a chance, but no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lay it on me. So you find a book. Oh. And on it says, The Book of Masks. 
And when you open it up, you see different pictures of like mustaches, <laughs> um, eyes, hair, things like that. Can I smash my face in the book and become whatever the mask that is? Yes. Yes! Oh, I love it. I mean, most people would probably cut out the pieces that they want to put on their face, but you're doing great. Let me ask you this. Can I doodle in the book and then put that mask on? No. Oh, so so Is there, uh, uh, I want to flip to the front of the book, you know, where the... uh, kind of bibliography thing is does it say it's been written by loki by chance <laughs> are they gonna sponsor us because I'm, I'm more than happy to say he's, yes he's the, he's the norse god of mischief so i mean he might so yes he'll sponsor us <laughs> then yes is there a picture of like a dog one of the dog face creatures in the book because that would come in really handy right about now Ooh. yes yeah it's all coming together now. Your dreams are real. I smash my face onto the dog face and become. <laughs> I I start looking like a dog face, but I'm still huge, right? Like yes. I don't I don't shrink down to the yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I go out next to where the two guards are, and I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> Your dog face and, and wings. They're just staring up at me like, oh my god, he's the biggest dog face I've ever seen. <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> But this would be a cool way, like if you were pretending to read on like the side of the street or something like that, and you wanted to go into disguise if you're following someone. This is a great way. To <laughs> I'm totally picturing that moment in a Mrs. Doubtfire where she's like, "Hello," and she's got like the, <laughs> the pie on her face. <laughs> well, most people don't smash their face into the book. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, but I wasn't gonna smash. It. I was gonna delicately just press my face into the book. But I like this. Yeah, what if your nose hits the spine? You get like half and half on each side. Do you start looking like one of TK's clowns? (laughs) I'm not going to put my uh, face in the book. I'm just going to watch them do it. Like, all right, here's what we need to do we need to go to a local tavern and we need to start placing bets. It is very rare for me to get a night at the opera. And uh, TK, if you were not married right now, I got to say, uh, I would probably take you up on that offer. A night wow. at the opera wins. Woo. Yay. Nice. I think you just got a date with Grismix. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, but you know, I, I, love, very, I love opera. serious moment. Only if it comes with tickets. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Right. I'm that kind of girl. <laughs> We are controlling transmission. So let's start off with uh, Riki. Uh, we know that you have uh, uh, something with TK tomorrow. I'm going to skip over that because I'm going to have TK talk about yeah. that. Um, but what else are you up to this um, week? On Saturday morning, tomorrow morning, when this comes out, I have another game I'm playing. Um, and then I am already looking forward to November um, for Extra Life. <laughs> Because, yes, yes. Um, and it's gonna be great. I'm just, I'm playing in a ton of games and we're doing all sorts of things that I'm trying to keep my accents straight. And <laughs> that's about it for me. I gotta tell you, that's a missed opportunity because you speak such fluent Klingon, you know, it's mm-hmm. a great way to just keep practicing if all of your oh, characters spoke true. Klingon. Yeah, that would be cool. In Klingon, fun fact, in Klingon, it's actually called Klingon Hol, which means honor language. Ooh. Nifty. I like that. 
We are so nerdy here, and it just feels <laughs> good. It feels right, you know? I mean, we, are, we are the best kind of people. We're nerds. Yes. <laughs> you know, in the Big Bang Theory, they play Klingon Boggle, but I think true nerdiness is Klingon RPG. Yes! Oh, my gosh! Yeah. Yes. The entire <laughs> so game excited. is in Klingon. That would be amazeballs. <laughs> Wait, that would be an amazing stream. I've heard an amazing story of love conquering all, including Klingon, where there was two people who met at a Star Trek convention. They didn't speak each other's languages, but they both spoke Klingon, and they fell in love, and they got married while they learned each other's languages and spoke only in Klingon Aww. to each other. That's so romantic. I don't know if it's true or not, but I like to believe that it is. Yeah, it is to me, too. But their wedding vows were in Finnish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Can you imagine if you had a minister who spoke Klingon? That'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> Nobody else who's there knows what they're saying. So now, TK, uh, can you do me a favor and explain what is happening tomorrow, uh, which is going to be the 9th, February the 9th? On February 9th, 7 p.m. EST over on our uh, Thread Raiders Twitch, I will be running a Call of Cthulhu game for the, th- the Stinkraiser set in 1928 Ooh. at Mardi Gras. Oh, my. Intrepid investigators Sarge, Rick, CA will delve into madness as Lady LaCroix, or Madame LaCroix, uh, with her pup supreme overlord Zoe, Queen of the Quarter. <laughs> uh, invite them to a nice little soiree that they have no idea where they're there. And after the recording, they're, I'm going to send everybody their special item that Ooh. they receive with their invitation, which might in all well end the world if they use it wrong. And Sarge or will be there right. too. You can donate. Uh, anybody can donate to change the outcome of the game, add roles, remove roles, force sanity for the whole party. And if you donate 200 bucks, I will TPK everyone and we'll go into one of the, uh, either the hellscape, dreamscape, or the nightmarescape. <laughs> I love that. I will murder everyone. Yeah. If you donate 200 bucks, I will end the podcast right then and there. And we will talk about Furbies. Ah, Those things are demonic. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, February the 22nd now through the 24th is the Stink Razor. Yay! Yes! So actually we're doing Stinky Bingo! Yes! On yes. the 22nd on Friday. It starts at 7.30 to about like 10.30. Uh, you can actually, for a $10 donation, receive a card. Um, you can also uh, donate multiple times if you'd like to, to get multiple bingo cards for you. Uh, there will be prizes. Um, I'm thinking about doing a D&D manual uh, for the first place. Uh, maybe some dice. Uh, maybe something from the community. It's still yet to be decided. We should have that updated by next week. But you guys should come out. It's for a great cause, and it's a great way to help Stinky out. So even if you decide that you don't want to do it and you just want to watch the stream, you could do that too. Hashtag Stinky Bingo. I'll be hanging out in chat, so you know, you'll know you you'll see me there. Just uh-huh. asking people, why aren't you? Why why, why, why is no one screaming bingo yet? CA <laughs> <laughs> has gotten bingo like 15 times. I know. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a free space, it's a stinky space. Yes. Oh, yeah. In the center, it's going to have stinky's face because that's cute. <laughs> and then every time I'm going to I'm gonna boop off the X on the bingo card. Uh, boop. Yes. You can boop stinky snoot. Oh. Speaking Yay. of snoot booping, I've been writing it on the piano and I have it just about finished. 
Yes. It's been fabulous. Yeah. Riki has a song. Riki, I got to tell you, out of all of us, I'm pretty sure that you're the one who's single-handedly promoted this uh, to the moon. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you yes. very much. <laughs> then on the 23rd, Thread Raiders will be streaming. Right, TK? Yes. So we will be streaming all day. Uh, we've gotten uh, so far, Maddie's running a game. Uh, he's running Dragonlance, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or uh, capers, I cannot remember which one. And I'm sorry, Maddie. It's been that kind and of. He's week. doing both. He's two different time slots. And mm-hmm. uh, new Wildcat is doing Starfinder. I will be doing a murder mystery once I figure out what time to do that, uh, and the name will be revealed on the day of because it relates to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and all the proceeds from that will go to the Stinkers. We have some amazing giveaways. We have some great people who've donated stuff for the giveaways. All day, I will be around starting at 5 a.m. to hang out with people. Yes, we will be there. And then on the 24th, um, Welcome to the Party will be streaming on their channel. And all their streams will be dedicated to Stinky as well. So go over and say hello to them. Support them. Um, they're going to be doing like different RPG games. I, I know D&D 5e is going to be a part of that. But I think there's some other stuff too. It's a surprise. So we'll keep you updated. Should be 4 Yes! <laughs> And then finally, uh, just to mention it, August the 1st through the 4th is Gen Con. Gen Con. Uh, for those of you who are interested in hanging out with CA in Indianapolis, correct? Do I have that right? Yep. Now would be the time to look into accommodations, uh, whether you want to go with Airbnb or one of the hotels, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, you want to get moving on that now. Also, tickets are now for sale, so you can go and pick those up as well. Yes, and we signed up um, to do a panel for that time. Uh, we haven't heard back from Gen Con yet, but we're also signed up for an event. Uh, Tabletop Loot and Thread Readers are coming together to try and do like an RPG event, which should be a good time. We haven't heard anything back, but hopefully maybe we'll get a chance to do it. It'd be great. There's uh, a couple other Thread Readers going as well. Uh, Zynar, Sarge, Mets Girl, Death by Mage. Um, I will be there, so definitely look out for us. All Max is also going, so we would love to hang out with you and see you. Um, Wednesday night, I usually have like a, a get-together with people to hang out, to get to know each other, you know, share each other's business cards, get to know the, the faces behind the Twitter handles. And then we're also thinking about doing like a brunch, a Thread Raider brunch, uh, where everybody can either, we'll either bring food and get together in one spot, or maybe we'll go out to breakfast at some awesome Denny's restaurant. Because <laughs> by then we'll probably all be very poor. So. <laughs> oh, you're making promises. <laughs> so poor. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe the kitchen in my Airbnb would be the best place to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> An, a fun Thread Raider fact, uh, this Friday, or this Saturday, when we will be doing the Stink Razor stream, it is National mm-hmm. Pizza Day. It is the food of our people. Ooh, <laughs> we have to eat pizza live for everyone. <laughs> what flavor? What <laughs> toppings? Not candy corn. No. <laughs> no. I would say I would no. get one of those bag pizza things, but... um. Okay. Yeah, once is enough. No, uh, if somebody donated enough, like if we get... If we reach $1,000 before Saturday, which means when you guys are listening to this, if somehow we manage to get $1,000 for 7 p.m. tomorrow, I will go out and buy one of those bags of pizza and eat it before we start streaming live. I feel bad. I've been slacking. I have like a list of things people want me to eat, and I just haven't been able to do that. But <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Maybe in March we'll start again. <laughs> 
Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope that you enjoyed it. I want to thank our special guest, Riki. Yay. Yay. Thank you very Riki, much. Riki, 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 Riki. Riki, Riki. It's so thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. We also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off of your order of 15%. That's good stuff. And we also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Founders Coffee. Oh, my. Do you just want a morning cup of coffee or a patriotic cup of coffee? I assure you you want the latter. Check out founderscoffee.us for your newest coffee love. The Thread Raiders podcast is now part of the Empire Steel Podcast Network. Uh, You should check them out because they've got a bunch of great shows, including us. And if you enjoyed our show, you can give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And uh, please check us out on threadraiders.com, where we have links to all of our social media properties, including Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc., etc.